0: Well, hello there. This is Julie Van Warmer, and you're listening to Unshaken, a podcast of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. We are just outside of Toledo, Ohio. I love Toledo. We have a saying here in Toledo, you'll do better in Toledo. I will actually tell you. I think you'll do better with Christ, but I think Toledo's a nice place to live, okay? <laughs> um, I have been blessed abundantly in this little city. Uh, we have some great metro parks. I love the museums. I love the libraries, they're wonderful. I'm a huge library fan. Um, actually, one of our libraries is dedicated to a famous Toledo author, and her name was Millie Benson. And you might know her as Carolyn Keene because she wrote all the Nancy Drew books. And actually, it's kind of a fun fact, she lived on my street. So, um, sometimes my kids and I would walk, take a walk down the street and we would comment and wonder if she was sitting in that one window up, you know, above and if she was um, writing all of her books up there. My kids loved Nancy Drew books. They were fun and relatively good kind of fun, they're mysterious, right? Mm -hmm. And I think mystery is fun. And actually today, that's what our topic is all about. It's about a mystery, okay, something quite mysterious. But before we jump into our content today, I wanna remind you um, that I do every single time we have an episode, I remind you to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite directory, It's just the best way for you to get notifications of all the new episodes that we have coming out um, and be able to go back through our archives of old episodes if you haven't listened. Remember this particular season, season five, we are dropping our regularly scheduled episode every Thursday and then we are also dropping our special bonus Unshaken Moms episode. And there are 12 of those this season, so if you are a mom out there, you'll wanna jump on those and listen to those. Don't forget to join our Facebook page, Unshaken Podcast, and if you wanna shoot me an email at unshakenpsalm 622 at gmail.com, I would love to talk with you. I'd love to hear your questions, comments, thoughts, really whatever, I mean, we can talk recipes too. I mean, we can share anything you want. Um, let me know, I'd love to chit-chat with you. Okay, so today we're actually going to talk about a mystery. Now, I've invited a really good friend of mine, and you've actually heard her before on the podcast. Her name is Cheryl Bailey. She was with us a few seasons ago when we talked about forgiveness. And I have to tell you, I got a lot of comments on that episode. Uh, It was great, and I think a lot of people were encouraged and challenged by it. Uh, So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, you might wanna head back into season two. It's called Forgiveness. Okay, so, as I said earlier, we're going to be talking today about a mystery. Now, um, specifically, we're going to talk about a mystery in a woman's life. Are you ready, Cheryl? I'm ready. Okay, good. I like that. You were really positive <laughs> about that. That's good. Okay, this season, we've talked a lot about different types of seasons in a woman's life. And we've talked about a young woman, all the decisions she made. We've talked about... Um, you know, raising children and growing up as a mom, having your kids grow up and watching them grow up. We talked about busyness and some really good principles about how to do that. So, actually, we're going to talk also about a mystery in a season of our lives. We are going to chit chat about the topic of menopause. And I brought Cheryl on because she's fabulous at this, right? Because I'm old. Okay, I did not say that. (laughs) Okay, um, but I really think that it's going to be really helpful to those of you who are listening because actually Cheryl and I had a great conversation about this. But before we jump into it, I want to ask you, Cheryl, because I always ask people some quirky questions. So I'm going to start with one that I'm really excited to hear the answers to. I want to know if you've had an embarrassing moment.
1: Give me a good story. Come on. Well, I could tell you lots of embarrassing moments. And I'm going to tell you a story that was embarrassing to me, not because of me per se, but it was embarrassing. I was about 34, and I was with a group of women. and um, We had gone to the Amish country oh, for a, a long weekend. And it was women from our church and there was about twenty of us and we were sitting around in a living room and we had just finished having like a little devotional time for the okay. evening. And all of a sudden this this woman starts jumping up and down and stripping off all her clothes. Whoa. And I am thirty-four, you know, I'm just sitting there going, Whoa, what is going on? <laughs> what is this lady doing? She's actually dancing around the room as she's trying to get all her clothes off. Oh my. And I'm thinking, whoa. Finally she plops down in the chair with I think her brawn underwear on. Oh no! And and goes, Whew. And I just stare there and and she kind of mumbles hot flesh. Oh my! <laughs> and I thought <laughs> Oh no, is that what I have to look forward to? Because right. I'm not gonna be doing that. Right, right, right. Oh my goodness, what, how did the other people react? Everyone, like it was kind of like nobody talked. We <laughs> all just kind of sat there and watched and <laughs> stared. And there were some older women there that maybe kind of agreed or, you know, yeah, yeah. But there was quite a few younger yeah. ladies and we're really just sitting there going, oh no, is this what we have coming? <laughs>
0: right, right, right. Is that what you do when you have a hot flash? No, it's not. <laughs> That's that's our first principle, right? Keep your clothes on. Yes, keep your clothes on. (laughs) Oh my goodness, wow. Well, that actually fits well in with our topic today. Um, So let's jump into this topic on menopause. And uh, really quickly, I just want to tell you a little story in my own life. Because about three years ago, I started to have some of these signs that I was kicking into menopause. And I would say kicking because I felt like that. Okay, I felt like I was getting kicked a few times. Um, I think I was 45 and... Uh, I guess it was on the younger end. I'm not sure, but I really didn't, it caught me off guard. Um, I'd gone to the doctor. He asked me about my periods. I told him I really hadn't had one in over a year. And he said, oh, you're probably starting menopause. I was like, oh, okay. I guess I didn't really think about it. It kind of came out of the blue. Then literally I went to the doctor in February of 2020 and he told me this, mm. then COVID hit and I found my emotions going crazy. And I don't mean I got COVID. I just meant the the lockdown hit. I was home with my family and um, it was just really hard. I'm a big people person, so that was hard, I had that. My son was in the process of getting married, my first kid to get married, so I had those emotions. Um, I had a lot of things going on and I kind of hit depression emotionally and it was really really difficult. I just have to say, my dear husband and my kids loved me through all of that. I think they thought, what is going on with mom, you know? (laughs) But my husband, I think, was on the phone with you, Cheryl. Yep. Am I right? Yeah. And he um, casually commented to you that maybe you could talk to me. Maybe it wasn't so casual. We were
1: talking about houses and then he just kinda slid that right in. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say, maybe he went, help! (laughs) And um, so through a
0: series of events, i figured this out because i'm relatively perceptive and i chose not to be angry and thought you know what maybe i need to talk to somebody about this because this is not like my husband to do this he he must have seen that there was a big need so you and i went to a local park one of our metro parks that i mentioned earlier and we went for a long walk and i actually wish i could have recorded that talk because it was super duper helpful to me. I don't really remember every question I asked you, but I'm gonna to try to remember some of them. And I think that because you were a little farther along in this, it really helped me to realize this was normal, this was natural, this was okay, and to kind of, not when I, I wanna say celebrate menopause, but embrace it, like this is okay. It's part of life. Right. So, uh, I wanna also say that Cheryl is not a doctor, and neither am I. We are just normal, average women, <laughs> um, but we are talkers and so this is perfect for a podcast yeah. right we're gonna <laughs> chat so uh cheryl let's jump in today and let's just start with some of the basics you know some of the facts about menopause like what happens in our body as we change
1: so menopause is is the time you know basically that marks the end of menstrual cycles and we can say yay to that yes, <laughs> <You> yay <know? laughs> um You said, the doctor had said, go 12 months. And that's usually what they say. You've gone 12 months without a period. At that point, you're officially in menopause. Now, it can happen really in your early 40s. That's kind of rare. Yeah. Um, It can happen in your 50s. I would say when you're changing between 40 to 50, that little, you know, 48, 49, 50, 51, is probably the average time in a woman's life. Um, It is a natural biological process it's not something weird there are are (laughs) physical symptoms that go with menopause and they're not always the same between people one woman can have these symptoms another something else um, and that can be a little tricky because you may I may see the lady doing the menopause dance and (laughs) and I not have hot flashes like that Um, and I have other symptoms and so it can Sometimes catch us off guard because certain things we know oh this is associated with right. menopause, but other things are not as familiar to us right um, you know symptoms include hot flashes, insomnia, lack of energy, uh, night sweats, chills, mood swings, depression, uh, you know, weight gain, uh, right. Yeah, you know, check, uh, check, yes, check for, me Last, for all those, Can I just say check, <laughs> check, check? <laughs> yes. So, so, you know, we we look at stopping our period and we go yay, but we look at weight gain and depression and not sleeping at night and getting hot and we say yeah. ugh, yeah. I don't want this. Um, so I think one thing that makes this season hard really is that we all experience menopause in uh, in different ways and that makes it difficult.
0: Yeah, I think also the fact that we don't, um, it's not a comfortable thing to talk about. It's just not a natural thing, yes. which we'll talk a little bit more about later, but I did not know it was coming really. I'd heard of menopause, but I did not know what to expect. And yes. that's why it, it threw me for a loop, I'll tell you. Yes. Okay, so Cheryl, what are some signs that a woman might be walking through to this period of time? And how do, your, how do doctors fit into this?
1: Um, for me, I think my period started tapering so that they maybe weren't as long okay. as what they had been. Maybe you had a five day period and now it's only three days. Yep. You know, it maybe was, you've always been a heavy bleeder and now it's lighter. Yep. Or maybe you've had a moderate and all of a sudden you have a heavy, you know, some weird, some little changes in your just cycle. Yep. Um, it was helpful for me just when I went for my yearly checkups. At one point, the doctor said, hey, I'm just gonna do a blood test and I can kind of give you a, a point of where you're at in this process. Oh, wow. Which, which was very helpful. He said, you know, you're really, you're, you're uh, past really the ability to bear children. Yeah. You are, are, you know, I don't remember exactly his wording, but but that right. was kind of helpful. A yeah. simple blood test gave him the ability to kind of tell me where I was. Um, so that that kind of thing is helpful yeah and and you know doctors
0: can be helpful in this and through the process Um, what are some challenges that come with menopause like how do we so here's what happened to me I had a lot of things happen and I had I had a lot of emotional physical things happening and then I also had a lot of sin rolled in there Mm -hmm. okay so it's not sinful to go through menopause but
1: how do you weed it through it and figure it out well our bodies are going through some wacky changes. You know, I wacky is a good word. Yes. And I don't know all of the things that estrogen does in a body, but I yes. know it it actually plays into quite a few different parts of your your body. And your estrogen is dropping um, yep. as you are heading into menopause. And I am, you know, I, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse. I'm I'm not even very knowledgeable when it comes to <laughs> medical things, but I do know that these changes are real. They are part of how God created our bodies yep. to be, um, and yet I often have had no idea what was going on. You know, during PMS, during your regular periods. You know, you with PMS, I felt like I, I had the idea, oh. Yeah. I'm gonna have my start my period right. in two more days. So you warn everybody in your family. Well, <laughs> I just would say to myself, be quiet. Yeah. Don't talk a lot. Your mouth's gonna get you in trouble. Yes. Because you're gonna be irritable. You're gonna say things you don't mean or you don't wanna say. Yeah. Just be quiet. Yeah. You know, That's and so really like good advice for young women listening, like it is a part of life. Yeah. And so You know, two or three days before I... Now, I had a really regular period, which some people I know don't. But, you know, oftentimes we make excuses for PMS instead of just saying, okay, I can deal with it a little bit by doing this. Um, You know, in menopause, I oftentimes wouldn't even realize what was hitting me. There were times when David, my husband, literally did nothing. (laughs) And my insides were just like a pot of boiling water, ready to just explode or boil over with anger. And there was no reason for it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even identify a reason for it. I couldn't point to anything. And yet, it was happening. It was real. And yet, those things said to me, this biological, physical thing of menopause and sin are easily melted together and i need to be Mm -hmm. able to at least acknowledge where is this sin and where do i have to to deal with it as sin yeah you know and that's really tricky because it really is crazy and symptoms vary and so in some ways i feel like menopause is harder than just your regular periods. Yeah. Because at least with your regular periods, you you generally, like you said, know when it's
0: coming most of the time. You can you can be prepared for that. You know there's an end. And you kind of go through the same thing every yeah. month. Whereas yeah. this yeah. really kind of varies. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I totally can relate to being upset with someone or, you know, in your family or someone and kind of being angry and you just don't even know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe a good thing to do is just to talk to say that <laughs> yes like, I don't know why I'm angry right now about this stuff pray with me and then I yes. love the idea of closing your mouth because yes. I needed to do that more so <laughs> in general I probably should not on the podcast because yes. I have to talk but <laughs> okay so Cheryl one of the things we always do on the podcast is we talk about what does the Bible say about this topic mm-hmm. now I'm really curious does the Bible say anything about menopause like
1: is there a verse well I do think it. There is one verse, and I don't know that when I was younger I ever really thought about it this way. But once I hit menopause, um, so Genesis eighteen eleven, when it's talking the passage about Abraham and Sarah when they were old and advanced in years, and it says Sarah was past childbearing. Oh. So clearly she is past. She has gone through menopause. She no longer has a body that is capable of bearing children, and. It was probably, I don't know, five or six years ago that it hit me, oh, Sarah actually had gone through menopause. Yeah. That's what that's meaning. Yes. And that was important because I think that said to me, for Sarah, God still had work for her that yes. was important work to do. And sometimes we don't want to talk about menopause because I think we think we're old, we're, we're useless. Yeah. We're done. We don't have things to do. But God has important work right. for us to do in this stage of life and when we're past menopause. Yeah. So, you know, there's other verses that talk about old age. It's a crown of glory that it's a blessing. But I think that particular verse actually does speak of menopause. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, good. So, I, I know the Bible says something on almost every topic. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad
0: because the truth is, as we look at Sarah's life, she did keep working and i think it's important that that's a great point to bring up you know that we're not done just because you have you have crossed over into menopause you're not done serving god mm-hmm. like we've talked about that before yes that's good okay so what are some principles to remember when you're going through those physical changes because there are a lot
1: and like you said they vary so what are some things to remember all right so i think one very good one is that i'm not unique that <laughs> through the ages, many women have gone yes. before me and have gone through this process in a way that glorified God yeah. and fought their sin, and others will follow. That my hot flashes are not so different than another, you know, right. we can think, oh, I sleep a lot less than every other woman. Right. I have hot flashes a lot more often than every other. Right. Well, that's no, we're not unique. Right. Um, I think another thing is that Okay, but wait a minute before you mm-hmm. do
0: that. I do think our hot flashes are different than someone in the 1800s because we have air conditioning at least to help oh, us out of house. Okay. True. <laughs>
1: so, but I do understand your point, yes. but yeah. Yes, that's true. Um, I think that this is not an excuse to sin. Mm-hmm. So many women want yes. to use their emotions as a cop out for sin. You know, I just can't control my anger. It's menopause. I'm just going through menopause. Right. Nobody's expecting me, you know, I can't control when I'm getting angry. It's just, and they use it as a cop-out. Well, I hope that the younger women that are listening realize that in the beginning of life, they need to fight this and say, um, emotions are not um, an excuse for me to sin. Just because I'm in PMS, doesn't mean I can let my emotions go crazy. Um, Learn to fight now, because if you don't, the older you get, the harder it will be to, to fight something, um, to fight yeah. these sins. So I would say to you, if you aren't fighting now, you won't fight when you're older. Mm. So begin to fight now, even in your 20s. Mm. That's interesting, that
0: principle is something that can be applied any time in life. Right. Like that's, you know, any season you're in, Yes. fighting this, that particular, mm. fighting your sin, and being diligent with it and being able to fight your emotions. Mm-hmm. Like being able to deal with them and control them is huge. I remember a young mom, mm-hmm. I was at her house years ago, so totally different topic, and on her refrigerator, she wrote on a card, Tiredness is not an excuse to hmm. sin. Yeah. And I went, Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I think I knew it, <clears throat> but boy did I often use excuse. Like mm-hmm. I just was up last night with the baby. So here we go again. So Same I can thing. be frustrated with my right. kids and yell at them. Yes. Mm-hmm. But
1: it is not true. So yes. that's really good. Okay. Well, and my my last principle that I thought of was um, kind of goes along with this. You know, God's using every season of our life as a means of sanctifying, and that yes. is just a word that means refining, making us holy, rooting out the sin in us, and and just like this happens in every stage. Menopause is that's that's a means that God is using to change me. You know, God desires my life to glorify Him Mm. and my sin doesn't glorify God. Mm. And so He's this life is about moving through these stages in a way that makes me desire to glorify God more. Mm. And hardships and suffering and part of menopause are hardships and part of them are suffering it really is true those are part of that life but god is using those as a means of of allowing me to glorify him and have victory over my sin Hmm. yeah those are really good good principles to live by in any season of
0: life Mm -hmm. but especially in the throes of menopause Mm -hmm. especially the beginning because i think at some point it
1: tapers off yeah i'm hoping Oh, for sure it does. Okay, good. And, Thank you. And yet it is hard and I think it's easy to to think to become depressed in menopause, mm-hmm. which might be make it a little harder to fight sin. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that's another excuse. We can make it an yep. excuse. Yeah. But but you know, it is hard when your sons and daughters get married and they leave home and usually you're at that same and, time. You know, you're hitting a variety of things that that may throw your you into some emotional turmoil at the same time that you're hitting menopause. And so, yeah. that can be difficult. Yeah, it's good to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so I really wanna jump into a little, uh, are, okay, so I really wanna jump into a question that I think is a little touchy. So, this may be a time when you, if you have a lot of kids in the room and you're listening to this, I'm sure they wanna listen to the menopause podcast. <laughs> but this may be where you, you know, Put, on your, put your earbuds in, right? Or um, wait until you're in the car by yourself. So Cheryl, what about intimacy? I mean, I think we are expected to keep doing this. How do we do this when we're struggling through this? You know, what can a woman do? I mean, it might be a shocking question to ask about this on the podcast, but you know what? I'm just going to ask it because I think women want to know. How
1: do you deal with intimacy and menopause? Well... Clearly, there are some physical things that may make intimacy trickier. You know, you 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 have dryness with menopause, but there's there's things you can buy that help with that. Sure. You know, there's some physical elements, and maybe that if you're extreme experiencing a lot of pain or something like that, you should talk to your doctor. I'm not an expert on this, um, but I think women who don't view intimacy as a gift that God has given, it's not just in menopause, but in other stages, they're going to look for opportunities to say, Oh, I'm done with this. I don't, this isn't fun, you know, this, and yet God has given this as not just a means for procreation, but also as a means for pleasure and for protection for your marriage. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a wrong view of what intimacy is um i think that's going to to push you towards saying okay well you know i'm not willing to deal with things that might be hard or yes it might not be as pleasurable or it might be more painful and those things are true um and yet your view of why god created sex probably needs to change yeah um you know if you are enjoying your husband you're going to make it you're going to work through some of those issues that might be harder yeah um
0: i do think that one thing that's really helpful with this at least i have experienced is actually praying about that and asking god to help with that because there is definitely some physical changes Mm -hmm. i mean i've learned that and even some emotional changes Mm -hmm. and so I don't want to put a trite answer on it and say, well, just pray about it.
1: Yeah. But that actually is a good yeah. way to go and ask God to help you with that. Well, I think, you know, when you're a young mom and you have yes. kids pawing you all yes. day long, you know, grabbing yeah. your face, turning it, look at me, mommy, look right. at me, do this, mommy!" And, and right. you're constantly being touched. Oftentimes the last thing you want to be is touched by somebody yes. else, you know? Yes. And, and so that praying about it, Thinking about it, yep. you know, preparing yourself mentally—that this is a good thing—and I, and desiring it, yes, is is helpful for us. Yeah. Um, I also think one other side note.
0: I'm adding yeah. things to this, but I think it's good to talk to your husband about it because I think it's helpful for him to realize that mm-hmm. this is different than it was a few years ago, and I think that's okay. I think it puts it on the table and makes it like, okay, we got to go at this a little
1: differently. Well. And truthfully, things become different for men too. Yes, you know this is it, true. It's God's changing both of our bodies yes. in some ways, and yeah. so um, talking is good because both of us are experiencing changes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, and actually, that's something I heard a long time ago that if you want to talk about intimacy with your husband, always do it outside of the bed. And uh, I thought that was a very mm-hmm. good idea because it's not tied into anything right at that moment. Yeah. And I. I think that's good. Okay, so.
1: all the kids can
0: come back now. I know, that's right, we're done. Okay, so let's jump into something fun. Let's talk about something fun. Cheryl, what are some of the joys that come with this, this particular season of life? There, please
1: give me some joys. Okay? okay, well I think, I I am fairly thrifty, so I personally think not buying pads and tampons yes. leaves more money for ice cream. Oh. That is, you know. <laughs> I love it, that's I love a joy to be. Yes. Um, you know, not happy to deal with periods. Yeah. I. I've taken girls and young women on, on um, wilderness canoeing trips. And one of the questions that is routinely coming up is, oh, if I'm on my period, what am I gonna do? Yeah,
0: I don't have to worry like, about that anymore, you know? Because on these trips, it's not like you have a bathroom. No, there's no it. bathroom. Yeah. There's you
1: know, You're know, you just out in the middle of wilderness. Wow. And so, um, you know, like, dealing with periods on vacations so and things yes. like that really is a plus. Yes. Um, and even though I'm not totally through with menopause myself, I I do hear that once the symptoms are over, um, you have a lot more energy. Um, I think one of the positives is you know your kids are leaving home during this time, oftentimes, and and you have an opportunity to kind of rekindle your marriage in a way that you know these different stages, you have a lot of kids at home or you have, you know, you're both working, things can be hard on a marriage. And so you have an opportunity to find new joys in marriage, which is really a a plus, it's a good stage. And so don't think Mm -hmm. about, oh, you know, when I'm in my 20s or 30s, I'm at the top of the hill and now it's just a slope we're down. Yeah. That's not how, how God intends our life to be, and it's not that way. And actually, that's one of the reasons why we
0: decided this particular season on the, mm-hmm. the podcast is to talk about these different seasons because we've, as I've talked with women in each of the seasons, there are joys in every one of those seasons. Yeah, And there's challenges. And just like you said earlier, it's all God's work in sanctifying us Mm -hmm. and making us holy and changing us. So I think it's good to remember those things. Those are good, good things. Okay, I don't really hear women talking of this in the church, in my circles of friends. It's not like I see people posting on my social media. You know, how do you deal with menopause? Like, it's just not happening. So why are women
1: not talking about this more? And how can we do it? How can we talk more about this? Well, so a little while ago, I admitted I'm old okay um and now i put myself out there for ridicule from yes. all my friends yes. now you know because um, it's a podcast that goes out to all <laughs> kinds of people cheryl right <laughs> um i think often we don't know what we're experiencing um then we we may not like the idea of embracing that we're changing and that we're getting mm-hmm. older. And so there's kind of a, a little bit of, a, of digging in our heels against that idea. Um, so if we actually talk about it with others, we're actually embracing that we are right. getting older. Right. So the Bible commands older women to teach younger ones, um, yet... If we don't see ourselves as older, Hmm. we're never going to be in that position, which in some ways makes us feel better about ourselves. Um, And yet, younger women need us. There is a real place for an older woman in the life of of young women. There is, and It's an important role that we don't want to forsake to do. Um I mean just a side note back in the you
0: know 1800s and even early 1900s often you lived in the same home with your grandmother. Yes. Like there was a teaching that was natural that yes. happened and and our culture has changed substantially since then. Yeah. So I think now we have to do go at it differently yeah. having
1: older you know, women in our lives. I was saying to someone yesterday I have in the past had really real relationships with quite a few of the high schoolers and college students in the church and I said I feel like a lot of the high schoolers I don't have any relationship any- anymore and it struck me last week that, that just because I don't have a position hmm. doing something with that age group doesn't mean I can't have a relationship with them mm-hmm. and I just need to be purposeful Yeah. and so I think that's true for older women yep. you may not see well no women come up and talk to me. Nobody asks me any questions. Well, you go and talk to them. Yeah. You go be purposeful and initiate conversation because that is what God has called us. Um, so I, I think not wanting to get older, um, not wanting to see yourself as older, viewing it as a negative is one reason why that people don't talk about it. Right. I think also that there is somewhat of a sadness to the end of our period. Yeah. Whether, um, you you know, you might be a woman who has put off childbearing until later in life and then you're not able to have kids. You might be a woman that has never had children. You may be a woman that's never been married. Um, and, and yet, you might be a woman that has 10 kids at home. But I don't think it really matters right. where you are in the demographics. The idea that I will no longer be able to conceive a child is sad, Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, You know, when that time came for me, it was sad. Even though I was perfectly content with my kids, I was happy with right. what God was doing. I wasn't saying, oh, I've got to have more kids. But yet that finality with yes. that was hard and it's sad. And so I think that that, that might lead people to not not speak about it. Um, I think another reason is Satan is always seeking to isolate us and make us think that nobody else would understand our struggles. Yes, that is true. Virtually every time we have a podcast, I think of that. Yeah. So you know, like like I said, you're not unique. I can think oh, nobody else is getting mad at their kids. I watched them at church. I didn't see anybody even look remotely angry at anybody. Right. And so therefore they think, well, I'm not going to talk about it to anybody because right. nobody else is like me." and that really is just Satan seeking to say, ah, nobody really cares about you." yeah, nobody really is like you. you're this, you know yep. and we have to put that off
0: yes which is a is a practice, a thought practice yes, because it doesn't always it kind of can we can feel isolated quickly.
1: yeah, God made us to be in community with people yeah. you know. The church is a body. We're a yep. community of people. And he wants us to interact. That's that's partly why in Titus, he sells. Tell the older women to teach right. the younger women. Right. You know, we're a community. He wants us to be involved with people. And don't let Satan tell you lies because yeah. Satan is the father of lies and he's gonna seek to speak those things that aren't true to you. Um, and I think, honestly, if you are a woman in your late 30s or early 40s, find an older woman and ask her questions. Say, what what should I expect? What yep. am I gonna be looking at? You know, open those doors to conversations. Yep. Maybe you just have a little small conversation right now, but you've opened the door to be able to go back and say, oh, something's going on with me right now right. and I don't know what it is, you yeah. know? And and that will be very beneficial. and you know, seriously, if you don't have anybody that you can go talk to, Julie can give you my phone number. I am totally happy to talk with you. I, yeah. you, you just need somebody. Yeah, and I think that's what actually happened for me, you yeah. know, coming
0: full circle on this podcast is that's actually what happened. And my husband just said, hey, can you talk to her? And I think that was really, really helpful to me because... It is exactly how I felt. I felt very isolated and that led me into more sin and I felt very unique in it that nobody else was dealing with it until I talked to you and went, okay, wait a minute. This is actually all relatively normal. I'm not yeah. saying that it's fun, but it's, this is it. Yeah. And I think
1: that's so good, which meant if I wanted to talk with you again, it was so easy then. Yeah. My husband has come home and talked about things that men have said and they'll they'll make some comment about their wife and I'll say, well, honestly, I think that's menopause. Yeah, that's you know I'm not saying as an excuse I'm just saying they need to understand there's changes going on and yeah. and that's helpful for the guy to hear yes as well as for the woman yeah and that's just good communication really yeah okay so Cheryl at church
0: we were gonna have this great women's event because we realized that women are not talking about menopause and we thought it would be a great thing to do but through a series of events we were actually had to cancel it so Women wrote in and asked questions, and there was going to be a panel. So I'm actually going to ask you mm-hmm. some of these questions because they're like the real people want to know. Okay, yeah. so, um, so my first one is a woman wrote in: Why do I need to think about this now? I don't really even want to think about this. So, why would
1: someone need to think about this? Well, like I said, if you were in your 30s or 40s, you should find a woman and talk to her. You know you might be several years into menopause before you start realizing, oh, these things <laughs> yes. are probably tied to menopause, yeah. and I just haven't known it. And what that can do is, you know, like, you kind of think you're going crazy. Yep. You can really feel like, I just don't, I can't get a grip on life, I don't know what's going on. And And like we've said over and over, you know, they happen differently for different people you know just like some girls started their period when they were 11 other girls didn't start until they were 14 things um, are different and when I started my period my mom never had talked to me about the changes that was gonna go on in my body oh boy I didn't really know what to do So then it was like hello What's going so on? I started bleeding one day and oh. I, I had enough information from hearing bits, you know, like I knew something, but I didn't really know what to do. So I remember when I started bleeding, I went and got saran wrap and paper towels and I made this kind of makeshift pad. Oh my goodness. And I, I would tape it into my underwear. You actually used it then. I did, I, I didn't know what to do. Oh. And, and so oh that goodness. happened for a few months. And then I remember seeing, finding some pads in the bathroom or something. There were never pads before that because I was kind of at this verge, now I realize what it was, where they used to have these like girdle straps that went around your waist and you like fastened these thick pieces of, this is way too, send the kids out of the room. (laughs) That's right, that's right. And so anyway, so why should we talk about menopause? You know, like, just like nobody talked to me about periods, it's good for us to talk to our daughters, and to, and it's good for us to have an understanding of what's going on in our bodies through all of these different stages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know women don't want to think about it because they, they've got this negative view of menopause, but it actually is no different than any other stage we yeah. go through. And it's, it's always helpful to know what's coming right. versus trying to play catch up. Yeah. Well, just like we talk with our husbands, it's good to just even give our kids a little warning. Yeah. This is what I'm going yes. through. Let's work through this together. Yes. You know, I think that's Yeah, important. like I might be, you know, it's not an excuse, but it's good to say, you know, my emotions are harder for me to control right now, and I am fighting it. I recognize it's sin, and I don't want it to have right. victory over me. But... I might be frustrated. I might be quicker to say something to you. Right. And I realize it's sin. Just give me some grace. Yeah. You know. I think that's great. Great. Okay. Our next question.
0: And one person wrote and said, Why can't I sleep? How do you overcome waking up at night or sleep deprivation? Yeah. I can, I'm just asking this question too. I
1: wrote this in. No, I did not. But I struggle a lot with insomnia. So, okay. what do you got? Well, many women struggle with insomnia. I don't. I think hot flashes may be a higher percentage, but insomnia is right up there, and that has actually been probably my worst um, symptom. Um, you know, during menopause, our estrogen levels are decreasing. Pro, progesterone. I can never say that word. Progester, mm-hmm. Progesterone. Thank you. <laughs> is decreasing. Those things are what helps us. They produce actually sleep-producing hormones in our body. Um, So as these dwindle, we can just not sleep. Now, some things that I have found that have been helpful for me is have a good routine. That that try to go to bed at a similar time Mm. and get up at a similar time. That routine does help me to fall asleep. It's not foolproof, though. Um, and sometimes, you know, you have people over, you're doing something, you don't want menopause to totally cut into your right. life and you just know, all right, I'm not going to be able to go to bed at, at 9 if that's my time that right. is most effective and you just have to be okay with that. Now, if I feel tired, I do try to go to bed. Um, if I, if I stay up past that kind of tired feeling, oftentimes I lay in bed for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I try to work during the day and not lay down and take naps. Um, and that's a good thing, you know. Um, I push through in the afternoon if I've only slept three hours the night before. I try not to take a nap that the next day. I try to just push through, not sit down. And you know, it's actually an opportunity for me to learn to trust God and to recognize that, that He's teaching me things and it's good. Um, you know, menopause symptoms are are not predictable. And sometimes I might go two weeks and sleep great. Yeah. And then the next week and a half, I barely sleep at all. This is a season, it's not gonna be forever. Now, there are some things I do. If I am laying in bed and 25 minutes pass and I haven't gone to sleep, I get up. Yep. I, I'll pray for a while in bed and then I think, okay, I'm just gonna get up. And I actually go downstairs and I look at what I have to do on my to-do yep. list and I do work. Mm-hmm. I, I've i actually been pretty productive at yep. night. You have no interruptions at night. This the phone's is, not ringing. This you're is not, true. You're not getting any notification dings. Yep. Your kids aren't up. You can get quite a bit yes. done. So I'll work. You just for, can't play your Spotify playlist like no, in the house. No, okay. no, no. <laughs> you might not be able to do that. I suppose you could wear hip plugs, you know. Um, so I will, do some work for an hour and then I'll go back and if I lay there another 15 minutes and I don't fall asleep, I get back up and I do it again. This might sound odd, but sometimes if I eat a little bit of food, that helps me fall Mm. asleep. I don't know if it's, if my body has made itself think that it's breakfast time or what, but oddly enough, it does sometimes help. Well, you tried a lot of different things too. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, we, don't want to think, woe is me. I actually try to never tell anybody that I don't sleep at night. I don't wake up and say, oh, I barely slept. Sometimes my husband will say, man, I heard you getting up and down Mm a lot. And I'll say, yeah, I just couldn't sleep well. But it's not a pity party. It's just part of life. And I didn't sleep. It's not a means for us to try to gain sympathy or people to say, oh, I feel so bad for you. You can't sleep, you know, it's just, right just life at this stage and sometimes that's another communication thing
0: i know that i've struggled with insomnia and i will just say that to my family yeah hey i struggled a little bit last night with sleep i was up for three hours or something yeah i think it helps them when i slept in yeah. in the morning when i finally get yeah. to sleep and they're like why are you sleeping yeah. in Mom? well it was noon
1: us. by the time you got right. up okay no no no
0: <laughs> but you know they're like you gotta take us to school and that's actually happened yes. where they were i overslept my alarm
1: and i was like oh okay whoa whoa." You know, yes. so, I think communication is another huge one in that yes. too. Well, and sometimes you know there are some natural melatonin and and sometimes I've taken Benadryl if I'm super. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, melatonin doesn't work for me. It t- it it puts me to sleep, but then yeah. I wake up about two and I'm like buzzed. Me too. Same so thing. It, you just have to try some of those different yep. things and see what might work for you. Yep.
0: Yeah, those are good. Okay, here is another question for you. Tell me about. Lady
1: mustaches. What can I do with that? Well, I tend to get lady beards. Oh okay. is my okay. issue. Though I know a lot of women have. And you know, the the friends that I have that tend to get a lot of upper lip hair, they use these waxing strips. They okay. just put it on, pull it off, and it's good for a couple of weeks. Nice. Now I just tend to pluck my chin hairs and I yell at my daughters fairly regularly, you better make sure you tell me. I do not want to be an old woman laying around with beard uh, chin ears coming all over my place. You know, so now fortunately with menopause also comes decreased hair follicle growth. Okay. So. We might not get a full beard. That's right. Or this a full is mustache. <laughs> yes, that's right. So for that, I'm really thankful, Cheryl. Yeah. something
0: I never thought I would be thankful for. Yes. But that's good. OK, here's another one that I think is a great question someone wrote in. How do you handle hormonal teenagers, both sons and daughters, when you can't even get your own hormones in check. I'm like, wow. And you know, it seems like, on a side note, that when you hit menopause, usually you have, if you've got kids, usually you have teenagers. Yes, So God has a plan. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, you really are responsible to set a good example. Mm. You know, you're the older person. You're the one teaching your daughters or your sons. And your sons do have emotions that are changing during during high school years um but you're the one that is responsible to be setting the example and setting Mm -hmm. the tone in your house so you need to to embrace that um I I would say that that we can be proactive or we can be reactive to things and we're always far better off to be proactive, Mm. to think ahead about how we're going to react and respond versus reacting to something, you know, once it's happened. And that's a a principle that's true in all of life. Yes, I was just thinking that could be again in every one of our podcast episodes this season. Yes. So, so understanding, okay, I'm going to, my emotions are gonna be whacked out. I am gonna feel this way, or I'm you know, this is gonna happen. Here is how I'm going to respond. Mm. Here is what I'm gonna do. And you know, that's a great thing to talk to your daughter about who's also going through the really up and down time of yes. of PMS and periods. Yep. You know. Let's pray for one another. Let's talk about how we're going to both respond or react, you know, to be proactive instead of just responding to what occurs in our life. Um, It's not acceptable for us to think we can't get our hormones in check, Mm -hmm. you know? We can. God says all things, you know, we can do all things through Him who gives us strength. He, He will provide what we need yeah and it doesn't mean we sit back and say, Okay, God, take care of it. You know, it means us fighting our sin, mm-hmm. but also relying on him and and praying and asking him mm-hmm. to help us. And those things are good things to teach your daughter too. yeah and and learning how to to talk. when do I shut my mouth? When do I tell myself, do this, right? You know, like, speaking to yourself things that will help you. So,
0: I think those are really good. I I think um, one thing that's really, in all of this that's helpful to to think about is the fact that um, we have emotions and they're okay to have emotions. It's really more how we deal with our emotions. Yes. Um, And I think that's good to talk about and to to put it on the table, so to speak, with your family. I know that I have um, personally three daughters all in a short amount of time like they're all close together mm-hmm. and we have some hormones sometimes <laughs> in my house including me <clears throat> and so it's a great thing that sometimes my daughters will say mom I mean they literally will say you are you're really angry about something and instead of me getting mad at them and disciplining mm-hmm. them because they're calling me out yeah. I'm going okay. Okay, I'm not going to say I do this all the time, but I try. Yes, and I have done that where I have said, you know what, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I was angry with you. You're right. This is an absolutely ridiculous reason I was angry, mm-hmm.
1: and we kind of have to walk through it and talk through it. And I think there's both sides, and that's the that's the ideal reaction. But, Thanks for bringing that up. Right. I I know what you're well, saying is true. That's why I said I don't do yeah. it all the time. And <laughs> yet we also need to realize that in in this season of life, forgiveness yes is needed yeah my willingness to say to my husband i know i was really crabby to you today i really didn't have anything i I was just angry and i don't know why but but i responded in ways that was wrong forgive me yeah you know like we need to be humble and be willing to just say all right i need to ask for forgiveness here i think those are those are (laughs) both things that are important
0: in this okay i got one more question for you Okay, so I have one more personal question, and this is my own question, and it is, uh, first off, I know that you're a pastor's wife, and I think that, as I said earlier, sometimes we don't talk about menopause and the changes in a woman's life. How can the church do something about this, like women's ministries? Maybe there's women's ministry leaders listening right now, or a Bible study leader uh, for a group of women. How can
1: she propel talking about this topic? Well, I... um you said earlier yes at a certain point when my husband kept coming home and telling me these stories that he had talked with men about and I kept saying whoa that's menopause that's you know that's and I said look we need to do some sort of a seminar Mm -hmm. and so it did get canceled due to COVID related things and we've been trying to reschedule it and have had trouble because we had a doctor coming in um and I think that that is a good big approach yeah I think things like this Podcasts are a big approach that are helpful um, to a larger group of people. But one thing that I have done, just as I w- began going through menopause and realized that the struggles was to not be afraid to bring the topic up. Hmm. To actually when somebody's talking about something to say, you know, I think you're dealing with some menopause issues here. Yeah. And, and oftentimes they'd be like, what? No you know, but then just talking to them. Mm-hmm. And maybe they weren't menopause issues, but at least that opens the door for discussion. Um, so so I have encouraged other women of my age to be willing to talk yeah. with, with younger women, to bring it up. Um, when we were inviting the women, we invited women who were like 39, to 60, to this menopause okay, That's thing. a broad age range So there. basically the 40s and 50s. Yeah. Um, and many of the women that were 39, 40, 41, their response was, I am not going. I am not going. <laughs> I do not want to go. And I said, look, it's good for you to be prepared. Yep. It's good for you to think about it. But but actually just even initiating that that event has given me opportunities yes. to talk with women. Yeah. Um, and so honestly I think that it's every different all different topics being willing to communicate and speak about different things yeah. is what we really need to do as a church thinking yeah. about women and just like this thinking about the different stages in life, yeah. you know. What do what do young moms need when they have four little kids at home? Yeah. You know, what do what do middle-aged marriages need? Just thinking yep. through these different topics What do we need to do to be a help to them, to help them to grow? Yeah,
0: I think that's really good, and I think I'm a big talker, Mm -hmm. if you haven't noticed. (laughs) And I think talking about stuff's huge, and I think Mm -hmm. it's easy to forget that sometimes if we don't bring them up, women
1: don't feel comfortable to come and say something. So we have to kind of, in our conversations, bring this up. Well, you know, like even when I was 34 or 35 and I saw the woman dancing, this little menopause dance, like it was shocking to me and kind of (laughs) yeah made terror come into my life and i honestly think if somebody would have had if i would have had anyone in the past say to me oh well you know menopause will do weird things to you like i might not have been so right shocked by it but it was i'd never really heard of you know i'd heard of hot flashes some jokes about it but i didn't know anything about menopause
0: yeah and i don't think that it was like when i was a little girl i don't remember my mom talking about it i know she obviously had (laughs) you know, she went, went through, through this. It. Yes. <laughs> but I don't really remember her saying, these are the signs. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that she did anything wrong. I just think it wasn't talked about. So right. I think this is good to bring it out. So, And this is definitely a season of life for a woman.
1: Yes. Definitely. Cheryl, would you pray for us sure. today? Father, we thank you for giving us all these varied seasons of life and for being the sovereign God who's in control of each one of them. I thank you, Father, for for allowing us to grow in dependence upon you as we travel through these seasons and giving us opportunities to grow and to um, fight our sin. Mm. And I pray, Father, for the ladies listening, if there are women who are struggling right now, that you would provide for them a person who will, will be able to speak to them. pray that you would allow them to be willing to reach out to somebody. I thank you for the opportunities you give us to care for women and to really be able to meet needs. And I am grateful for, for this opportunity. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: All right, so thank you, Cheryl, so mm-hmm. much for coming on. It was good. Yep, enjoyed it. I'll pull you on next season for some other <laughs> hot topic because I think we've done forgiveness and menopause. I have to think about this. Which yep. one do we want to talk about? Okay, and next week on the episode, you're going to hear what we're calling The Blender. And it is not about recipes. So we're going to talk about what happens when two people blend two families together. Um, Maybe due to widowhood, what do you do with divorce? What does the Bible say about divorce? Um, How does this play into our lives? Because it is definitely here and we got to talk about it. So join us next week. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until next time.